Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. You know, uh, it was fascinating in, in what we talked about prior to the uh, long weekend. And of course, uh, the NAFTA deal and uh, uh President Trump and Mexico signing their own deal and then Donald Trump basically saying, hey, we got a deal done. If you don't want to jump on board, that's, you know, that's tough, uh, tough for you. And uh, by the way, you got till Friday to do it. And of course, Friday came and went. And um, I'm not sure what's different now. Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University. He is with us now. Elliot, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Always, uh, always welcome. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, obviously tried to leverage his deal with Mexico to try to get Canada to uh, sign a deal by Friday. It was pretty obvious what his tone was uh, leading up till Friday. Now that that deadline has passed, what does it say about that technique? Did it uh, it work? Well, it did work in the sense that totally unexpectedly, the United States made a decision to speak divide and conquer, basically, to have a separate deal with Mexico. This was unexpected. And uh, even to the Mexicans who said, well, yes, we'll, we'll sit down and talk about the key, one of the key stumbling blocks for every new NAFTA, which was automobiles, rules of origin, all the wage differential, all the issues around, around automotive uh, products, which has really been one of the key stumbling blocks all along for NAFTA in terms of American perception. Uh, this was supposed to have been, okay, well, a surprise. America is going to sit down with Mexico and try to fix, and successfully did fix, one of the thorniest problems moving, removing, therefore, a barrier to moving ahead on NAFTA. But they went beyond that, and they, they said, okay, now we've settled that. Let's talk about other parts of, of NAFTA. Let's talk about a, a free trade agreement between Mexico and, and uh, the United States. This apparently caught the Mexicans a bit by surprise. They went ahead. We just heard that from the deputy foreign minister of Mexico. And uh, they went ahead and negotiated not an actual full-fledged free trade agreement, but some parameters for moving towards, some principles mm. moving toward a free trade agreement. Well, this, this has uh, more than one implication, but the major one is that suddenly uh, the Americans apparently had decided to split off Mexico, thereby putting Canada under intense pressure uh... this was not expected at all by any party if anything there was some concern by mexico that the deal would be done with canada because there's a lot of agreement on automo- on the key issue one of the key issues on automobile issues so um, so let's keep in mind that this first of all we're only in the situation of talking about nafta because trump wanted to do so he campaigned on it saying that's a terrible deal. In fact, all of America's trade deals are terrible, and NAFTA's the worst of them all, and he could have done so much better. Now he's showing he's going to do better by uh, threatening to make Canada capitulate based on this sudden uh, agreement with Mexico. 
So that certainly did seem to get Canada's attention last week. But now that we didn't bite, I guess, or or did we, um, because we didn't sign on. I mean, and now we're talking again as of Wednesday, I guess. So um, is the pressure still on Canada or have they called his bluff, so to speak? I don't think his bluff was called. I think when you see the, the principles start to sit at the table, that is, when you have not the mediating team, which has been set aside to negotiate, and Canada's uh, team, by the way, has an excellent reputation, uh, very high-quality negotiating team. They kicked it up to their uh, superiors, that is, to the foreign minister, in this case, and to Lighthouse. So uh, the, um, the, the seriousness of this is still on. The deadline was only slightly relaxed. I mean, again, this was an American-created deadline. Right. Uh, so uh, the fact that they, this has gone ahead... Uh, to, let's say, well, we'll keep talking, and everybody, including our foreign minister, will be back at the table on Wednesday. But something critical happened, because Trump did send to Congress a formal notification of the renegotiation of NAFTA, uh, which has a 90-day, he's required by the act to give 90-day notice. So he has actually set in process a formal renewal uh, of NAFTA, right. saying, but then he goes on to say, but we'll do it without Canada, and we'll we'll just uh, go ahead with Mexico, and Congress, of course, is pushing back on that. But something did happen, and he did go ahead with the formal pulling right. of the trigger, so to speak, which really gives Canada 30 days to come up, it gives America 30 days to come up with a trilateral agreement, all three parties, by the end of September. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.